This is the Digital Corporate Communication Podcast. Hello, I'm Dr. Mark Badham. And I'm Professor Vilma Luomaaho. Together we research corporate communication at Uvascular University School of Business and Economics. And we are co-editors of the Handbook of Digital Corporate Communication, or DCC. In this podcast series, we interview some of the best corporate communication scholars across the globe. Each one has written a chapter for the handbook. We ask, what is technology changing or not changing in corporate communication? And how are we dealing with the influence of technology? Today, we are talking about DCC and measurement and evaluation. We are talking with Sophia Falk, who is Senior Researcher and Teaching Associate at the Department of Communication and Media Research at the University of Zurich. Sophia has published a lot on measurement and evaluation of communication. Mm. So welcome to the podcast, Sophia. Thank you, Wilma and Mark, for inviting me. I'm excited to be here and talk to you about a topic that I think is very interesting and relevant for the practice and for research, of course. Yeah. Let's jump straight into a definition, uh, shall we, Sophia? So can you define measurement and evaluation in terms of communication, I mean, and, and how... How is measurement and evaluation different, for instance? Yes. Um, so most of the times, I think measurement and evaluation are used um, um, in a row and often interchangeably. And basically, um, both terms raise the question of what the impact or the value of corporate communication is. Um, so how the success uh, of a communication campaign or a com- communication activity can be um, assessed. Um, and like they are different from each other um, because evaluation has the term value in it. Um, so we basically ask about the value of an object, and this could be a press release or a social media object or a whole communication campaign. Um, and we're asking um, what this value is against uh, predefined uh, goals. Um, so if we evaluate something, we try to assess yeah, the value of um, of the communication campaign, for instance, in relation to um, a plan that we have outlined and goals that we have defined. Um, and this is basically the prerequisite um, for evaluation. Um, and um, it is different from measurement because measurement pretty much only um, means that you collect and analyze data. And you can do that by using quantitative or qualitative research methods, um, usually from the social sciences. Um, we all know surveys, interviews, content analyses, experiments, observations. Um, so this is what's, what is uh, what measurement is about. And we do measure with research instruments that could be a questionnaire, that could be a code book or a semi-structured interview guide. Um, and these measurements then yield some sort of data that could be either quantitative or qualitative. Um, and we use the measurement data um, yeah, to use them as a performance indicator of how well um, our campaigns or our communication activities um, have performed in the end. Um, So yeah, there are uh, similarities and differences in the terms measurement and evaluation, but we often use them in combination. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are the reasons behind uh, organizations and, and brands now measuring communication digitally? Is it just ease of access? Um. Probably ease of access, and that's a big, um, I think, a big um, reason. So yeah, with 
like new social media channels emerging, lots of digital platforms. There's, of course, lots of um, trace data that audiences leave in the digital world. Um, and organizations find it more easy to access um, these data either on their own platforms or channels or on um, like platforms like uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and so on. Um, so yeah, on the one hand, there's uh, easier access to, to these digital data traces. And on the other hand, of course, like digital technologies and platforms um, also offer organizations to analyze and collect this data in almost real time. And then in the second step, use this data um, and analyze it by means of automated or artif artificial intelligence-based um, analyses. And this, of course, enables them to be faster and to be more efficient. Um, yeah, and to um, yeah to to collect these data in in almost real time in order to then adjust their communications accordingly to different audiences, preferences, topics, um, like hot topics that emerge on the social web and so on. Mm -hmm. Right. So in the digital realm, we leave all kinds of traces behind. Is there anything that cannot be measured nowadays? Um, well, do you mean like in the digital world or in the offline world? Because I guess in the in the offline world, there are lots of, um, yeah, there are lots of, uh, ways that organizations still use non-digital methods um, and they of course also engage in non-digital communication or offline communication for instance um, yeah stakeholder dialogues that happen face to face and of course then digital methods uh, would probably not be of uh, much help um, in in the actual collect like data collection phase um, although, of course, even stakeholder dialogues could be, um, yeah, uh, transcribed um, by means of uh, digital technologies, um, for instance, automated um, content analysis and voice-to-text uh, software and so on. Um, so I think even digital methods can, can of course, be now used for, um, yeah, measuring and evaluating offline communication. Um, so they they pretty much yeah change how evaluation measurement is carried out in organizations. Mm -hmm. mm. Tell us a bit about the different levels uh, in measurement of communication, Sophia. Um, so basically, in our chapter, we argue that a lot of research has focused on the evaluation of campaigns or single communication products like social media. Um, post or campaign, for instance, um, but we hardly talk about um, that the communication department or a communication team or even like structures, workflows, processes in communication departments, of course, can also be evaluated in terms of how efficient they are, how effective they are, um, whether uh, yeah, structures or processes, for instance, are slow. Um, and yeah, so our argument is that we can on the one hand, of course, measure and evaluate the activities in corporate communication, that is the campaigns, um, the communication products, that the messaging function, so to say. But we can also measure the administration or the management of a communication department. And this, in turn, then requires different methods that you would uh, use to measure and evaluate how communication is um, administered, if you want. So, so here we are not talking about social science research methods and performance indicators, but rather about business methods or methods from IT systems research and so on. Um, so 
an example, for instance, would be budget analyses, efficiency analyses, mm. process analyses, cost-benefit analyses, and so on. Mm. Um, so there is a difference where you um, yeah, have to orient to more business and management methods if you want to um, measure the uh, effectiveness or efficiency of the administrative level of corporate communication. Mm. We've been um, measuring and evaluating communication for a long time. What, what has digitalization changed about this? Um, so I think, yeah, we, the biggest three <laughs> changes are um, that data collection has become much easier. Mm. Um, we can collect data now in real time mm. um, and this data can be analyzed automatically. So you don't need human coders anymore um, or you need it for validation, but um, at least it's much more efficient, much faster, much more reliable. Um, and along with this the data has changed so we can capture much more personal data from our audiences than in the pre-digital age um because yeah there is web tracing um data there is app data there is location data search histories and so on and then we, we can use this data um in the second step for data analysis to yeah build personalized stakeholder profiles and we can do this by using um, new technologies and methods, um, not so much from the corporate communications sphere, but from data sciences, computer linguistics, business intelligence, and so on. Um, and this enables us to yeah, profile our audiences. And then in the third step, these profiles can be used in order to yeah, target our audiences with adjusted messages. Um, so we're not um, doing like um, spreading one message to our entire stakeholder groups, um, but we actually can yeah, micro-segment our audiences and then really adjust very specific messages to very specific audiences. Um, and this yeah, just enables organizations to be much more proficient um, and um, much, more, much more efficient, sorry, and um, just yeah, respond to different audience expectations attitudes and so on in almost real time mm. mm -hmm. okay so how do these employees or customers or stakeholders feel about being measured yeah this is um, probably the downside that comes with um, using digital trace data um, and of course uh, depends a lot about the legal um, so societal context in which organizations are embedded um, there is um, yeah there are these buzzwords of data valence, um, surveillance capitalism and so on um, so research discussions about um, the dark side of um, yeah using or exploiting these personal data of stakeholders. Um, and I think organizations are lacking a bit behind, um, yeah, with um, raising their um, communication staff's like, ethical um, consciousness about using such data. Um, so we basically lack research on how, on the one hand, organizations think about um, using these um, audience data in an ethically um yeah, responsible way. And on the other hand, we also like data from the stakeholder or audience side on how they feel about their data being exploited for commercial purposes um, or other purposes. Has anything uh, not changed, Sophia, despite digitalization of measurement 
and evaluation of communication. You might have hinted at some of these, but try and tell us a bit more about that. So, yeah, basically we argue that um, digital, digitalization changes a lot, but it does not change the underlying logic of evaluation and measurement. Um, so it does not change the models and frameworks that have been developed um, that basically build on the idea of logic models where you yeah, distinguish between inputs, outputs, outtakes, outcomes, and impacts um, of communication. It does not really change um, um, the necessity to develop in-house competencies for measurement and evaluation, um, where we still see gaps in the practice of corporate communication. Um, it does not change that measurement and evaluation in organizations is used um, to make visible the contribution of uh, communication activities, products, campaigns, and so on to corporate strategy, and that there's the necessity to align uh, communication with corporate strategy, uh, which is still a, a challenge and a pressing issue in, in the practice or in the industry. And it does also not change like fundamental generic principles of measurement, for instance, laid out in the Barcelona Decla Declaration. Um, so it, um, it will still be necessary and relevant to evaluate offline channels, to use qualitative indicators and not just quantitative indicators caters because we have all this data, big data, um, that then of course lead to quantitative metrics. So we basically argue that um, lots of um, yeah uh, uh, fundamentals of measurement evaluation will stay the same, but there will be new methods and new KPIs probably um, and new opportunities. But um, yeah, the, the basic logic, the fundamental or generic um, um, building blocks of measurement evaluation will stay the same. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, do you think, Sophia, that organizations and brands are able to use all the measurement data that they collect? And what are the typical ways that such data is lost or underused in organizations? Yes, um, I, I actually do not think that organizations can use all this data. I think they're sitting on an like increasing amount of unused data, mm. um, probably because they lack the competencies, the skills um, to yeah, make sense of these huge amounts of data. Um, and one of the key challenges that come with digital trace data is that those data were not um, collected or or the, the, the data that you can collect from like web tracing apps and so on, they were not uh, created for that purpose. So they're often, inaccurate, they may be fake, they are messy. Um, so you have to invest a lot of, um, yeah, we call it data hygiene in order to make the data analyzable in the first place. And then of course, um, a big challenge is um, to also um, clean this data and then use automated analysis, for instance, um, that are valid and reliable. Um, so we probably all know um, automated text analysis software and um, they work um, better um, and better over time, but of course they are still um, prone to mistakes. Um, so one big challenge is um, the time that needs to be invested to clean all that data and then to check whether automated softwares or tools actually um, lead to yeah, valid and reliable results, which then still requires often human coders um, to yeah, check 
uh, for instance, the results of sentiment analysis, especially if we talk about like humor or sarcasm in, in user comments on, so on social media, automated text software often does not really recognize um, something like irony, humor, um, mm. sarcasm, and so on. Um, so yeah, there's lots of um, time that still needs to be invested, even if we use these digital um, technologies. And um, many organizations have not built up large teams um, for or in-house competencies for that purpose yet. So I think they collect lots of data, but then, yeah, they do not really end up analyzing all of that or using all of that. Um, and this, of course, is a huge challenge, I guess, for larger organizations um, mm. that want to use this data um, for strategic purposes, but then, um, yeah, kind of um, are trapped in the amount of data and the challenges that come with big data analytics and so on. Mm -hmm. Yes, whenever we talk about data these days, there's warning signs, aren't there? And so... Uh, we were just discussing then uh, you were telling us about how stakeholders might feel about being measured mm -hmm. and data collected and so on. So in terms of the dark side or downside of, you know, digital measurement and evaluation, what about the issue of transparency? Do you have some thoughts about mm -hmm. that? Yeah, um, so, well, of course, on the one hand, organizations, this again depends on the legal side of the context in which they're embedded, mm. um, should, of course, be transparent about the purposes um, for which they collect data or even buy data from um, from data vendors. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's one side of the coin. But then, of course, a, a big issue is also the intransparency of automated um, analyses or of using artificial intelligence. It's basically a black box. <laughs> and so we call that like evidence um, and outcome concern or epistemic concern that comes with the use of artificial intelligence for organizations. Yeah, because we pretty much do not um, know enough about how artificial intelligence, um, um, yeah, um, learn, so to say, and then um, how decisions based on artificial artificial intelligence, whether they are um, whether they are correct, so to say, whether these um, recommendations that are derived from you the use of artificial intelligence for data analytics, whether they are ethically sound or whether they might be wrong and harmful. And this, of course, um, presents a huge challenge as well for organizations like trust um, in artificial intelligence or automation, deep learning, machine learning, and so on. Um, and yeah, this also puts pressure on the individuals that are responsible for that. So the individual uh, measurement and evaluation practitioner, so to say, um, who um, yeah might be concerned about the decisions they make on the basis of AI um, analyses and so on. Um, and yeah, who is responsible if decisions are based on AI, but are uh, turn out to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, Sophia, tell us about the uh, example case of UNICEF measurement framework. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we chose this specific um, case study because it has been featured on the AMEC website, which I think is a great resource for practitioners um, to have a look at. Um, and we decided for this um, case study because we think it's um, yeah it illustrates excellently how um, odd like real time data collection can be used. So the UNICEF 
um, Division of Communication launched um, this uh, measurement and evaluation approach in 2017 and um, implemented it in more than 60 countries. So it's um, a great example for a global organization um, trying to yeah, collect data in real time across different uh, countries around the globe in six languages. Um, and um, yeah, they make they do that um, by combining different tools and technologies um, and more can be read um, in our chapter. Um, and they use, for instance, daily alerts that are automated and that then help the communication practitioners or decision makers within UNICEF um, yeah, to identify, to detect um, or respond to potential issues that come up across these different countries and language areas. Um, and they co also combine these automated analysis with human analysis, which I think is um, also um, yeah, the gold, gold standard, so to say, to validate whether the sentiments, um, for instance, positive, negative, humor, sarcasm, and so on, um, whether these are correctly identified by the automated software. And then um, they also use this data um, yeah, for decision-making because they um, aggregate the insights presented from these analyses in form of so-called snapshot reports, um, like daily reports, but also weekly reports or quarterly reports that then allow decision-makers to actually act almost in real time to emerging issues um, in the communication environment. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great example for global organizations operating in different language areas and using um, real-time data collection, um, real-time data analysis um, for actually yeah, adjusting strategy and communication. Mm. And I guess it, it's a good example showing how measurement and evaluation is used responsibly and purposefully in practice. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly, yeah. So what advice do you have for uh, communication professionals working for organizations who are interested in measurement and evaluation of communication, mm -hmm. especially in today's digital world? So for uh, communication leaders, those who are in charge of building teams or leading departments, I think um, it's crucial to invest in the digital skills of communication staff. Um, and digital infrastructures and workflows and yeah, selecting the right methods and tools um, for digital evaluation and me measurement. I think it's crucial to build up more in-house competencies. Mm. Um, and for yeah, the team members or communication practitioners, as well as students, I think it's paramount um, yeah, to build up data literacy or AI literacy, um, which does not mean that everyone now has to become a data scientist, of course, but at least like a basic understanding of um, data analytics in order to be able to interpret data that are, um, for instance, presented in snapshot reports, um, also by service providers. Um, and I think it's uh, also uh, crucial to stay informed about current developments not only in corporate communication but also in other related fields like marketing technology data science um, data security management and so on so um, yeah we have to constantly catch up with um, technological um, yeah uh, advances um, and I think this also includes um, thinking about the ethical dimensions of using digital data responsibly 
Um, so I think professional associations, for instance, could invest more into like yeah, ethical training, um, ethical guidelines, um, especially made up for a digital world. And yeah, I think another um, important advice that I would like to give is that the um, evaluation should not only focus on um, the outputs that are often easy to measure, like the, the likes, the shares, the comments, um, but also the actual outcomes. So thinking a step further, what has um, our communication changed in our target group's minds, emotions, and so on. And this data is not um, so easy accessible um, by uh, using digital trace data, you actually have to use surveys or interviews or focus groups um, to yeah, um, understand how your communication has affected your target groups. Um, so I think the sheer availability of digital data and methods and tools and so on um, yeah, should not be overrated and practitioners should still think about how they can uh, prove that communication has had an outcome on their stakeholders and has had an impact um, on their organizational uh, contribution of communication. I have a follow-up question for you. Um, when we, you know, we, a lot of us have been teaching uh, communication and digital corporate communication for years. And uh, often students um, are really focused on the question of, well, you know, how do we measure this? It's always difficult to, to measure this in practice do you think we're doing better um do, do you think uh, corporate communication professionals are doing a better job these days of measurement and evaluation um well we're lacking uh, um up-to-date empirical insights on how evaluation measurement like skills competencies have changed within organizations the last study um is from 2015 and there hasn't really been um, a renewed um, large-scale quantitative survey mm. in this regard but um, I think um, that there has been a positive development um, I think the AMEC for instance but also national professional associations are, in, are doing a good job on um, yeah um, promoting the topic of um, digital measurement and evaluation um, and I think yeah, a future study would be needed to answer that question. But at least in, in the countries where I um, have taught, um, we are incorporating um, the topic of evaluation measurement in the digital age in our study curricula. So students um, will be better equipped in the future um, um, to yeah um, have this data literacy. And I think they are also, at least I can say that for my students, they also... Um, um, think it's um it's uh, yeah a topic that will um, become more relevant and also give them a competitive advantage um, in comparison to other students who have not gained data literacy skills and methodological know-how. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Super. Well, Sophia, we can't thank you enough. Uh, we're getting to the last question. Um, this is a fascinating area that we all need to develop in. Uh, but to, to end this, um, where do you see us going in the future? What's the future of measurement and evaluation mm -hmm. for organizations? Um, yeah, so I, I think in terms of like the future and research that could um, yeah, provide more insight into evaluation and how evaluation measurement is actually carried out in organizations, 
I think um, it would be important to shed more light on the problematic or negative consequences of, for instance, exploiting audience data, as I mentioned before. Um, we do not know much about um, ethical concerns um, by the practitioners itself, but also um, the feelings um, and attitudes of the audiences. So I think a step forward would be not only to talk and research about the positive the opportunities, um, the positive side, but also talk more about um, potential problems, risks, and so on. Um, so I think, yeah, future research should focus on on this discussion as well. Um, and organizations should, of course, also um, think about this um, in a more self-critical way. Um, I think it's important to, um, yeah, do more quantitative and comparative research um, to better understand how data gained from digital um, technologies, methods, and so on is also misused, how data is used for like power um, plays, micropolitics, and so on, how data might be faked or whitewashed in order to um, yeah, legitimize certain decisions within organizations. Um, so I'd be really interested to see more research that um, also yeah, tries to shed light on the problematic side of the availability of um, digital data. And a second avenue that I think uh, will become more important is um, yeah, using digital evaluation measurement for risk anticipation. I think we haven't talked about that yet. Mm. Um, there are rumors, um, fake or false information can spread so quickly nowadays mm. and um evaluation measurement is not only about like retro perspective summative success evaluation it's also about constant real-time uh, listening or monitoring of what is going on in organizational environments and in my understanding evaluation is the re prerequisite for identifying and detecting risks in real time um, trying to prevent crisis and if the crisis hits being prepared for it um, so I think a second avenue would be to um, focus much more attention on how evaluation is connected to listening um, to monitoring which is of course a part of evaluation but how it's actually used in organizations for that purpose and not so much for the uh, legitimacy or self-justification at the end of the year um, by practitioners that want to show that their department or team performed well Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think what is crucial for that is yeah that organizations open their doors up for researchers to actually talk to practitioners, observe how evaluation is incorporated into strategy meetings and so on. So it would be nice to see more collaborations between scientists and the industry, um, but also more collaborations with other disciplines like marketing, um, data, science, computer, uh, linguistics and so on because I think yeah and we can only really tackle these issues if we collaborate across disciplinary boundaries um, but also with the industry. Mm. Thanks Sophia um, that is really really interesting and it's very important um, measurement 
and evaluation of communication touches on everything we do and it needs to be uppermost in our minds in everything we do. So I think um, hopefully uh, listeners will have gained a lot of insight into this and got excited about uh, what we could still be doing. So thank you very much, Sophia, for that. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm excited to talk more about it. And please feel free to reach out if you're interested in collaborating. Thanks, Sophia. You were listening to the Digital Corporate Communication, DCC podcast.